This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, a very good evening to you and welcome once again to the Mansfield Masters Podcast, the only show on the internet, on your radios, on your phones, whatever, 100 million percent dedicated to Mansfield Town FC, probably. Uh, it's episode 10 and as you can see, once again, we are live on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash MTFC Matters and we're joined by two of the usual crew and we've swapped one for another. So over in the far corner, we've got Mr. Nathan Edge, a very good evening to you. Good evening, Craig. We've also got Cam Felton, who... Did look a little bit rude on the, on the video there, sort of sat down tweeting like a proverbial, you know, teenager. But he is tasked tonight with tweeting along on our Twitter feed. So if you want to go on to there, you are at MTFC Matters on Twitter and you can get involved uh, on there as well. Uh, so a very good evening to Cam, who's made it back from the pub. And you can see now, now he's made it to his, past his 18th birthday... You know, he's got a little bit of facial hair coming on, hasn't he? He's got a he's, little bit of a beard pushing through. He's growing up his account. I know, I feel like a... Like, I feel like I'm that was really, really terrifying, because <laughs> when I met Craig, I was, what, 14? Yeah. Let's just put it into context. You did come to a radio station, yeah, 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 yeah. and did teach yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, yeah, let's just get that out there, right? <laughs> Ironically, now. learning how to make a podcast. Yeah, yeah that was the first thing. And it was, and it was a Mansfield based podcast as well. <laughs> how times have obviously uh, changed. Yes, uh, and usually on the on the Fantastic Four, we usually have Mark Plum, but this week he's in the middle of an ocean somewhere on a boat on a holiday with his mum and dad. So it means he can't be here to join us. And to be honest, when we usually miss somebody from the podcast. We usually ring them. And he did say to me last week on the way back, can you ring me so I can be involved with next week? And I just went, only if you ring me, because I'm not forking out international <laughs> dialing terms. That's not, that's not happening. <laughs> so we've replaced Mark uh, with Simon Mercer. Simon, a very good evening to you. Are you all right? But you do have a connection with Mark, don't I you? I do, yes. Do tell us a little bit more. He is sort of my brother-in-law to be, because I'm engaged to his sister. Fantastic. When's the wedding? Um, not quite just yet. Not, we're not saving it. We've just bought it out. So it means we wait until after the season. That's why. That, yeah, yeah, I mean that's a, it's a wise <laughs> choice. Now, obviously, because it is a while in the future. Yeah, of course, I'm sure Mark's going to be heavily involved with it. In, in oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm thinking, right? He's not here, so he can't argue back, right? When it comes Fair to play. choosing like the, the suits and everything, what's 
what are we thinking? Like a pink suit for, for Mark? What do you, what just, do you reckon? Just for Mark. Just for Mark. Just don't, for Mark. don't tell anyone Just else. for Mark, yeah. yeah, yeah Top hat and tails. Yeah. Pink suit. Completely pink. Yeah. That's good. Sounds good. Fantastic. With the frilly cravat and everything. <laughs> he's he's, he's on it this lad, isn't he? Isn't he? He's already thought this through, actually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's just been waiting for somebody else to suggest it to, to justify doing it, hasn't he? So... Uh, yeah, we shall certainly do that. Now, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Mark and get to know him a little bit more later from your perspective. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, we'll also talk about all the usual features here on the show. But, as always, we kick off with the connection question. Uh, first and foremost, though, Simon, obviously you've been wanting to come on the show for a couple of weeks since, since yes. we started, so you must be familiar a little bit with, with the show. Yeah, Have yeah. you got a favourite member of the podcast team? That's not Mark. Oh. <laughs> That would oh. tell it. <laughs> Is there anyone that you particularly wanted to come on to argue with, or, or to no, to no, just, just get involved, really? Fantastic. So obviously, you know, at this time of the show, it's uh, connection question time, where we ask a question related in some way, shape, or form to the upcoming fixture. Do you usually play along with this bit when you have a listen or watch? No, no. You, don't, you don't play along? No. Okay, right, well, we'll <laughs> see if you can play along tonight. What we're going to do is I'm going to ask you the question, ask all three of you the question. Okay. Don't want you to give me the answer, though, but I want you to just tell me if you think you know who it is. Okay, so we'll go from there. Uh, right, then, we'll start with this week's connection question. If on Facebook, by the way, you think you know the answer to this, or on Twitter, Cam's going to tweet it in a minute as well. I can see him poised over yeah. the, the tweet button as well. Can he tweet as, as I say it, though? <laughs> I'm looking for... The answer to this question. The Stags last beat Colchester in November 2002, 4-2, at what was obviously Field Mill, what is now the One Course Stadium. But which Stag striker bagged all four goals? Mark, uh, Mark's new mate, Simon, is not... I called you Mark because I'm so used to Mark moves like that. That's, that's going to happen I've more been called worse. <laughs> that's going to happen more than once I've tonight. been called worse, don't worry. <laughs> I do apologise. Simon, you're not along. Do you think you know who it is? Yes, definitely. Cam, do you think you know who it is? I haven't got a clue. I'm trying to tweet. Uh, all right, okay. <laughs> I think that's the answer we're going to get from you all night, isn't it? Nathan, do you think you know who it is? What year was it again? It was 2002. I can probably venture a guess, but that's, that's about as far as I can go. Can I just say, I wasn't actually like <clears throat> actively following the stags at this point. Yeah, I really? Like, yeah, I know, every, like, every, every week. Every week. Every week. Every week. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't have a clue. No. Okay, well, we'll reveal the answer at the end of the show. If I remember, if I don't, somebody remind me, please. Uh, the stags last beat Colchester in November 2002, 4-2 at the One Course Stadium. Well, obviously, what was Field Mill, but which stag striker bagged all four goals? If you want to answer that, uh, Cam is just about to post it on Twitter, and if you want to answer it on, in our Facebook comments as well on the Facebook page, uh, you can as well. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans, live every Thursday on this very Facebook page. Let's get straight stuck in to uh, talking about uh, uh, all things Mansfield Town. And obviously, Simon being, being the guest, <laughs> we, will, we shall start uh, with yourself. Notts okay. County, Derby Day win on Saturday. Were you there? And what were your views I of the I was there, yeah. And I thought, personally myself, I thought it was probably the best performance of the season, to be honest, apart from Luton. But for the last five or ten minutes against Luton, it... Kind of went a little bit pear-shaped. Just a little bit. Just yeah, a little, little bit pear-shaped. But everybody, I thought, on Saturday put a shift in. You, from Logan to Emmins up front. Even Emmins, even though he didn't score. Although I thought he did when he headed the ball. And <laughs> yeah. It looked like it was over the line from where I sit. Because I sit just behind Steve Evans. And it oh, looked like it was over the line from where we were. But um, no, I thought everybody put a shift in. And... 
when I, when we saw because to be honest Friday night and you're probably all going to argue with me on this one um, we was all under the impression me my family because all my, my dad and my sister are Mansell fans as well we was under the impression that Notch County were going to come and roll us over and I think we said exactly the same thing on yeah. last week's podcast to be fair after Tuesday night's game against Cheltenham and them when we losing 3-0 and how we played of what I heard and read, mm. we was you know weren't very good on against Cheltenham, and then they went away to league leaders and beat them three 0 I honestly thought we were going to be on the end of that absolute hammering on Saturday, mm. but for us to turn it around and play really well and beat them three one quite convincingly as well. To be honest, I thought it was. A bit of a shock. I was like, that's the thing with local derbies. You always say form goes out the window in that's these right, games. Yeah. And you look at just uh, another game to look at. Lincoln, for example, that was another local derby. They were going well. We weren't. We were getting a lot <coughs> a couple of wins here and there, yeah. maybe draws. But we got that. We beat Lincoln, and then last couple of games we've just been turned around and. Mm. You can say the only setback was the Cheltenham game, but other yes. than that, it's been fantastic, and I think it shows the determination of the team to go out there and perform in a game against Notts County like that, that they are actually wanting to push forward, not only because it's yeah. a derby day, but also because that Notts County are going to be massive competitors this season. I think one yeah. thing we forget about it as well, the Notts County game, Nathan, is that it was very mismatched as well. I mean, when you heard the, the team sheet and, and heard Paul Anderson was playing right back, what went through your head? It was a surprise. Um, and at that point, I wasn't actually aware that he'd previously played right back uh, in a playoff semi-final in the Championship. So <laughs> uh, once I heard that, I sort of, I think I, I wish I knew that beforehand so I had a bit more trust in him in that position. But I mean, he, he did very well, didn't he? And, he was uh, excellent, absolutely brilliant. And um, I think I'm, I'm going to reflect back to last week and like uh, like Sam was saying, I think a lot, all of us felt that it was going to get rolled over. And I think the one thing I said uh, before is that I just wanted to see us have that fight in us to. Uh, really take the game to that's counting I think that's what we did but every challenge we were going for it was like it was more more us than them I think their fans mm. were very upset that it didn't look like they really wanted it but we did and um, I think when you I think end of the day they're going to probably be up there they've got a good quality side uh, but they say form goes out the window it's who wants it more on the day and I think that's, we wanted it I think them. you know what played into our hands as well was I know we mentioned it briefly last week as well the fact that on the Tuesday night they went to Exeter yeah they obviously stayed down and had the overnights and what have you but no matter whether you go there and come back on the day or whether you go there on the on the Monday come back on the Thursday that's still three, four hours worth of travelling there mm. and back which takes it out of your legs doesn't yeah. it and I think that showed in the first half and we just grabbed the initiative and just had that extra bit of pace We we were very fast start uh, very fast <coughs> to get going in on Saturday and I think it showed that we didn't have the fatigue that Notts County had I think that we were very unlucky not to get a couple of goals in first half and I think had Danny Rose and Kane Hemmings been a bit sharper I think we could have got a couple more chances and just thought about how they were going to play it there were a couple of chances where they just thought well, if they played it like that then they'd have scored a couple of chances to try to take it on the volley mm. uh, just take your touch yeah. bring it down you're bound to score and yeah I think the thing with Kane is is desperate to get a goal Trying too hard, and he's trying too yeah. hard. Whereas if he just played his natural game and just let you know, just played his natural game and 
tried his tried his best, which he did against Notts County. It will come. He perhaps needs one just to come off his shin or just to hit him and go in or whatever. He's got a little bit of element of luck, doesn't he? Yeah, that, that's yeah. Well, goalkeeper do goal kicking it, hit him in air. I mean, what he really needed was or, was forty five minutes in a friendly where he could be let. To, oh no he did have that didn't he and still didn't score <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, so I did say, obviously referring to the Rainworth game for those who doesn't know he played uh, obviously midweek that rearranged friendly with Rainworth might as well he played 45 minutes in there had a couple of chances I think had one saved again he just needs that little bit of luck and it's like any striker really strikers breed on confidence That's, don't they yeah. they, they get one they, the, the floodgates are open so fingers crossed it comes off but that said you know, how long do you leave a striker in there who's not scoring goals, no matter whether they're being unlucky or not? If there's somebody on the bench who can score goals and who's, sco- who's looking hungry, how long do you leave him in the lineup? It it depends, I think, because if he's if he's contributing to the team and helping the team set goals up for other people to score, then you know, yeah, it's difficult to say. To be honest, I think you got to look at the other players, aren't you? Um, you've got. Jimmy Spencer who's come back from injury but he's more of a link-up player I, don't, I wouldn't say I think he's going to get goals but I wouldn't say he's going to be one that's going to get a hat full um, I think he's going to be good to be honest but um, he's a different player to Hemmings mm. you look at Omari Sterling James I mean he played on the wing didn't he and he had a, I mean the second half he had a very good game uh, and that's probably where I think he might be used a lot more rather than, than up front Danny Rose for me is a starting striker at the moment um, definitely, definitely massively form, and he's, yeah, he's hard working fan favourite uh, he's on fire at the moment so he's always got to be starting and then obviously the angle he, he can get goals sometimes his other side of his play lets him down and ah, well, on the day doesn't it you see this is where I'm going to be objective and argue you see <laughs> what what do you think of his play let's particularly lets him down it just gives it away a lot <laughs> you weren't expecting me to challenge you were you no I wasn't but, uh, <laughs> it just sometimes can be frustrating he do, he, you know one thing he does do a lot and which is very annoying he gets caught offside all the time mm. yeah. and I know he's trying to get that extra yard and sometimes it could work in his favour and he gets through and probably stick one away but sometimes we, when we need to have that constant pressure giving away offside so quickly he's actually giving the ball back straight to the opposition mm. aren't, aren't we kind of used to that though well yeah not, not ma- naming names but we've had someone in the past that did that quite yeah, a lot I've got rid of him so let's put it right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean there's one side to, to Liangol's game which I particularly do like and I, I actually find it quite funny really I mean he's a very very good at winning free kicks Yes. very good at winning free kicks mm. he'll go up for a challenge and nine times out of ten he'll go he'll go down and nine times out of ten he'll win the free kick he's very clever at that so much so you know if you watch back the highlights of when he scored I think it was against Grimsby well I think it was his first the first celebration he ran into the corner went down and looked straight at the ref so no, I'm only joking he's, he's, very good at, he's very good at winning free kicks I think you need that type of player in there someone who you know if you're in trouble you've been under the cosh for 5-10 minutes you can smash a ball long up to him you can hold it up for a little bit go down win your free kick and take the sting out of the game John Steady for example for Nuts County exactly it's where they're so successful isn't yeah. it yeah yeah. you know they've all got one everybody seems to have, have one of those <laughs> sort of strikers mm. um, just going back to Lee Angle I think in a way he panics a little bit when the ball comes to him I mean if you watch yeah. him and the ball's coming to him he's looking at where he wants to play the ball and then when he turns around the ball's there at, with him mm. and he panics and I think that's where he loses the ball a lot to be fair 
I'm probably being overcritical in that sense, but <laughs> remembering where he's come from, I suppose, if you think about that, he has come from non-league... Well, no, he hasn't, sorry. Well, he's had a season with Lincoln, hasn't he? But yeah. before that, obviously, he was at Peterborough, but I don't think he's been involved in so much match time like he has now, has he, really, in, in, in competitive league fixtures? No. So, in, in, in League 2, for example. So I guess he's probably another one that's probably working hard, too mm. hard in a certain sense. I'll say that's the thing, they've got a point to prove... Kane Hemmings has come down to Mansfield to get goals to prove he, he deserves a place in the Oxford starting lineup. Lee Angle's another one that needs to prove a point because he's obviously come up from having a spell at Lincoln, but he's also dropped a division coming from Peterborough. He's still got a prove, point to prove. He wants to be playing at the highest level he can. And if he can prove himself at League Two, then maybe just someone at League One will come knocking for him yeah certainly so let's move on from obviously looking back at that Derby Day victory and looking at the players involved with that to looking at uh, September would you call it a steady September what, what would you say I mean if let's think back to where we were you know the end of August when we were doing this looking ahead, ahead to the game we were saying we needed to get through the month potentially unbeaten and see where we were lost one in there but what would you make of the month as a whole Honestly, it's not been a bad month. You'd probably say, yeah, a loss was probably going to come at some point. We've <coughs> obviously only lost one game prior to that, so we've now lost only two games this season. But we've just seen to draw a lot. But if you'd have said we'd beat Notts County, we'd have beat Lincoln, um, we'd have beat Cambridge, I'd have been very happy because I'd have said they're the three of the toughest games. Was, was Grimsby yeah. September as well? Was Grimsby September? Yeah, yeah Grimsby. So we beat a local And Grimsby as well. Yeah. So it's like we've proved like three teams that we knew were going to be tough this season and we've proved that we can actually go out and get a, a decent result against them. I'm mm. just sort of looking through the results and just thinking back to the performances. I've written in, in my notes just one word or so just to describe uh, the games and I think you can see the progression really sort of like and if you imagine those old flow charts where it goes up and down you know, <laughs> the old school textbooks and things like that um, you know we'll just look at that for a moment and Carlisle have written average Grimsby have won sta- written stable uh, Wickham written quality at the back mm-hmm. Lincoln resilient Cambridge uh, poor and lucky uh, Cheltenham woeful and Notts County improved so it's sort of we've gone up and then down and, and I think we've steadily improved over that month but is there a particular game in that month which you sort of look back on and, and, and think that's the result which particularly turned that month on its head? Is there a particular game or, or result which or performance which you think, yeah, that's the one which has perhaps stopped us being in a little bit of lumber that we were in August? Start with you, Nathan. Probably Lincoln, I think. Um, because I think, again, we sort of went into that game probably expecting to be, to be beaten. Because, I mean... Obviously, we, we 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 played Wickham on the Tuesday night just before that, and I think the conditions were mainly down to that game being so poor. But we hadn't had many good performances since the Luton game, and that was a long time since we really played well for a long period in a game. So I think that was probably, although I still don't think it was that great at Lincoln, but the second half we picked it up there and we were much better. Um, so that may have been the turning point, but I can't I, I can't say that with too much confidence because I still think like. Performance, <laughs> we just haven't been up there since the whole month, really, until the Notts County game. I feel like if we'd lost the Notts County game, we probably have a bit more of a negative look back at the at the month because although we picked up some wins in there, we performance levels had been very very low. Whereas, but we still got the results. But because we won the Notts County game and we won it well, I feel like it gives us that ability to just look at it more in a positive manner. 
Cam, what about you? Is there, is there like similar question? Is there a, a game or result which you know that you look back on and think that that could have been where we, we've improved? Honestly, I'd have probably said Notts County game. You, you think you look at back at the month and yeah, we beat Grimsby, Lincoln, and Cambridge, but we you can't say that we were very impressive against um, against Cambridge. We were very lucky against them. So, and then to get absolutely hammered by Cheltenham, you'd probably say, just so that we didn't have a negative look back, you'd probably say the Notts County game. And I think if we can carry that momentum on from the Notts County game into October, so Colchester away at the weekend, I think we can actually start to see our season starting to turn around. And I think the Notts County game was that jump start that we needed to get going interesting to see both looking at results towards the end of the month what, what about you Sam is, is there a, a game in there or, or are you I would say, no I would say Cambridge to be honest because we went a ball down and we weren't playing that well and it didn't look like we were going to get back into the game and then and then we equalised with a very dubious penalty <laughs> <laughs> Which, if the keeper had saved it, I'd have, I'd have probably. I think the keeper did save it. I'd just yeah, just it, yeah. at his hands. If it hadn't gone in, then I'd have, th- I'd have said that was probably right. Mm. But luckily for us, and I'm not, you know, <coughs> I'm not taking that away because I was pleased that it rolled in over the line. Um, you know, that was an equaliser, and then we went on to win the game. But we were, we didn't play that well, you know. So the thing is, is if if we not playing that well and still picking up three points look at us when we are going to start playing really well mm-hmm. you know we not to get carried away or anything like that but you know we should be beating teams three or four now yeah definitely you know it's, it's, so so the turning point for me would be Cambridge to be honest personally I think it was a couple of weeks earlier than that and I think I, I'm hoping you'll agree once I've given my reasons but at the time I got slagged off quite a lot for, for saying it was a good result and I think I still do slightly the Wickham game the goalless draw if you if you look back at that we'd not kept a clean sheet before that game Logan was getting criticised probably rightly left right and centre we weren't looking stable at the back we didn't have trust in the goalkeeper and then all of a sudden we had a night where a very good sign came to the one course stadium Ainsworth sides are always up there they've been there for the past three or four years we didn't give them a sniff. All right, we didn't really have too much at the other end either. But for me, that point and that clean sheet, even though we got booed a little bit and, and you know it was a frustrating result for some, that then gave us the confidence and the togetherness to go to Lincoln and to be able to be a little bit more expressive, to soak up what they threw us and then go and yeah. nick it. And, and if you look at what spiralled on from, from that Wickham game... You know, all right, we weren't great against Cambridge, but we had a little bit more trust about us and a little bit more confidence in our play. Had we not drew with Wickham when we did, I think we wouldn't have beat Lincoln either. So I think that's the biggest result for me. You, you look back at that game, we, you knew it was going to be a tough game. Like you say, Gareth Ainsworth's sides are always tough. And to be honest, we always draw with Lincoln, uh, with, with Wickham. So in the conditions that it were, very blustery, very, very wet... You'd obviously they were missing 
Adebayo Akifenwa and I think possibly that could have changed the game one player doesn't make a team though no, no it doesn't but you look it's at sometimes it's against it's such, a big, you look yeah. at, it's yeah. such a big unit you look yeah. at the Czech trade trophy game last season in the quarterfinals and we he came on and we absolutely fluffed it yeah so yeah two touches and scored twice it, exactly it's not it's not a, a great thing but honestly yeah I, I do agree with you on that one because it was tough conditions so to get a, a clean sheet out of that was very good considering and Logan made that excellent yeah. one Logan had a stormer that night yeah, wasn't brilliant. Again, absolutely brilliant he needed that that night yes, didn't he because yeah. you know the criticism and people just weren't hang on a minute he's not actually a bad keeper and, and, keeper and he's kicked on since then as well <laughs> yeah definitely Nate. I'd say he's been a different keeper since, since then hasn't he yeah what I'd say as well is that I, well, I do agree with you on that point as well I think the main thing is that what, why that game was so key is I think that's just been the what we needed for our defence because like I say up to that point our defending had been quite quite poor and was giving away poor goals and making silly mistakes and like I say that trust wasn't there that point of games from that day probably with the exception of Cheltenham because we were just woeful altogether uh, but every game since then we have looked pretty good defensively yeah and we had it, we, have been up yeah. to that point I never thought we was going to be because <laughs> I really couldn't yeah. see it but that probably was I'd, I'd uh, I can't disagree with you I think that probably for that purpose especially defensively it probably was a, a turning point in that sense Yes, it's the, it's the bigger thing isn't it I think people sometimes you look at results and obviously when you beat a local rival you think obviously that's that's a really good thing but sometimes it's results which then stem over the results and the little things in the game uh, as well if you want to get involved tonight by the way you can do so we are on Facebook we are live it's just gone uh, well coming up to 5-7 to seven on this uh, Thursday night if you want to leave us a comment you can do so in the comments or if you want to get in on Twitter, we are at MTFC Matters on Twitter as well, where Cam is beavering away and, and tweeting away different things as well. Now, this is a conversation starter which we'll put out there. Then we'll leave it for a bit and we'll come back to it uh, later on. Obviously, we've been talking about the month that's just passed uh, and looking back at some of the results and things like that. But on the club's social media this month, they've done obviously a goal of the month and they've done a player of the month vote as well. Player of the month went to Danny Rose, I do believe, and the goal went to Callum Butcher for his debut goal uh, against Carlisle back at the start of the month. We'll talk about that in a little while as well. But what I'm looking for uh, from obviously all of you guys on the panel tonight and you at home if you want to get involved on Facebook or on Twitter is comes hovering over the tweet button to tweet this now as I can, <laughs> I can see him I can see him. Uh, okay. make it look like we're organised Cam come on <laughs> it's all good fun um, we're looking for the most improved player of the month somebody who you thought back in August mm, maybe we need to swap in with somebody else but someone who has improved over the month of September and is probably now one of the key players uh, in the lineup. So maybe have something in your head and we'll, we'll come back to that later on uh, as well. We'll come back to that very shortly indeed. But now it's time to switch our attention uh, from the present to the past, which means only one thing, doesn't it, Nath? Is do you, do you know what I'm going to say? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> you have to think then. Sorry, well, I was thinking about the connection question. I mean, we've already done we've, that. We've so. been there, we've done that. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Got a coffee pit now. Um, obviously, the ultimate eleven is something we do every couple of weeks, uh, where we all pick a player from the past. It can be a permanent signing, a loanee, or somebody who was on trial. Uh, and you at home uh, vote for who you think should be inducted into the ultimate eleven. Now, prior to uh, a couple of weeks ago, when we were looking for a, a left back, Mark, his choice had got in every single time. It can't happen this week because he's not here. Um, but we can now announce the results of uh, the couple of weeks ago's vote. Um, 
Where Cam, you went for Lee Beavers, didn't you? Yes. Mark went for Luke O'Neill. I went for John Thompson. And Nathan, you went for... Gareth Jellem. Okay, the results are in. In uh, last place, on 6%, was John Thompson. In second to last place, Lee Beavers on 20... No, sorry, no. Uh, Luke O'Neill on 27%. Tried to rob me a second. <laughs> sorry. Uh, in second place, was Lee Beavers on 29%, which means not only does Mark not get a player in the Ultimate Eleven, but Nathan, you get your first choice in there. Gareth Jellemin, how do you feel? I'm surprised to be honest, to be honest. <laughs> uh, my strongest uh, player I put forward at all to be honest but um, I'll take it any any uh, any player in there is a victory for me I'll yeah ask. funny that because you tweeted after we put it out on there uh, even I wouldn't vote for mine <laughs> yeah. I just hit a blank at the time I did yeah so I'm tempted to, to not give it you but <laughs> uh, you, gotta, can't, uh, you can't do that now no I'm going to do that have, as well have spoken well there you go so uh, time to think of our choices for we're looking for a right winger obviously Nathan because you um, you know your choice of entry was selected it means that you get the honour of uh, of going first so uh, first and foremost just give me a, a name of who you'd like to see as a right winger somebody from the past inducted into the side who are you going to go for <coughs> I've got two players in my mind but one player I think was more on the left wing so I'm going to save him for a later date okay so I'm going to go with Liam Lawrence I knew Bompson I knew you'd go for that okay <laughs> Oh dear, okay. Oh, that means I'll let it get me thinking of it on This is what's annoying if you don't get Rob me. Rob me. That's it. Oh dear. <laughs> Can, we're going to go, you were in second place, so uh, who are you going to go for? You can't go for, for Liam Lawrence. Now, just to tweak it a little bit, obviously, you know, we have, I've had this argument on Twitter a little bit as well. We've been putting players who have been out of position because we can swap them later on. Uh, for, for another player so if maybe they played left wing but maybe if you can remember a game where they did move across the right wing or you know you can, you can as long as you can I think my rule on this is as long as you can argue that they played right wing at some point we'll let it be in there okay so uh, okay. Cam have you got an idea who you're going to go you're going to go for Matty Blair controversial <laughs> honestly I wish we kept hold of him but, well, don't start, start it yet. <laughs> you have a minute, no more than a minute. Fine. So wait for that. Wait for that minute. That's three right. seconds off his minute now. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> knocking that off. Don't worry. Um, okay, then Simon. So you've had a chance to have a little thing. Mine's a real blast from the. I don't but think no, you, these you, two would even know him. Well, this is good because obviously <laughs> we're all. I think it's fair to say that me, Cam, and Nathan are post naughties fans. Yeah. So yeah. Well, okay. mine goes back to the nineties, and mine's Gary Ford. Okie <laughs> dokie, Gary Ford. He'll have a minute to pitch for him uh, later on. Now, I was I was debating between a couple, to be honest. Um, I was thinking maybe Lyndon Meekle. Nah. I was thinking, <laughs> well, potentially, I, I was going to chuck in uh, Alex Neal, purely for the fact that he had a mm. big task of trying to replace Liam Lawrence You know, after, after he left, because obviously, as well-loved as he was... But I'm going to go for somebody, and I know it's in the conference again, blah 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 Don't care. <laughs> it's my choice. If you don't like it, vote for one of the others, all right? Uh, I'm going to go uh, for Louis Briscoe uh, as my choice. Okay. Good job. So, uh, the way this works then is that you all have a minute to uh, 
pitch for your votes. If you want to get involved in the comments on Facebook, you can do so and, and argue and, and join in the, the discussion. You can tweet on Twitter as well. What we will do is we'll put the video clip of this uh, on Twitter at a later date and you can re-watch the pitches and you can uh, vote on there uh, as well. So, Nathan, Liam Lawrence is your choice for the Ultimate Eleven. <clears throat> Are you ready for your pitch? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. In three, two... One, go. Liam Lawrence, a legend of the club. A bright head, I think. Um, right winger, quite quite nippy, but a class act with the ball. He was with us for very key moments in our history, especially beating Chesterfield like we have done in the past, like we're going to do this year. Taking us also to the Learning Stadium where, okay, it was a disappointing end, but if it wasn't for him, I don't think we'd have even got there. So... He was after a legend, and he's gone on to do so much more since then. He's even gone into the Champions League for playing for Panathinaikos in the in the Greek league. <coughs> Sustained time in, with with Sunderland in the in the Premiership. So, for me, I think he's a, an absolute winner, and he should be your vote for our right winger. Wait, is that it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's, that's good. I like that. You notice how. As the weeks go on, your tone changes when it comes to this. You probably get that old campaign speech, don't yeah. you? <laughs> you can't not, can you? I know, well, it's important. It's the emotion, isn't it? Yeah. As long as you're not going out and out leaflets, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very aren't. You mean, there's nothing to stop you doing that if you want. I mean, you probably think you're sad, like, but you, you, you know, you're more than welcome to do that. Uh, Cam. Uh, let me have a quick sup of tea first. No, I can't be doing that. Um, yeah, that was quite confusing. Yeah, like, well, you shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so good fun. Uh, right, you sort of had a mini spiel earlier, and yeah. then you just slagged off my notes. So you've got fifty seconds. Three, two, one, go. Oh, Matty Blair, fantastic player. Not only, not only did he like send us into the conference for another year, uh, but he, he bounced back and became a fantastic player for us. Uh, scoring, well, setting up a fantastic goal against Notts County. Uh, ball comes out, runs all the way and squares it across Reggieland, back of the net, 4-0. That was a, a massive part of the game. It was a fantastic goal. Uh, some fantastic performances in there. Goals against, da- I think scored against Dagenham uh, when we were really on the ropes against them. And it, it just as a, he's just been a fantastic player. And he was very skillful, but he was also very fast. But he also liked to get very physical in the game. He was always getting involved somewhere, and it's great that he's actually gone on to do something good now. Oh, I was going to—I wanted to <laughs> cut you off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking over at my stopwatch all the time. I really wanted to cut you off and stop your mid-flow, but I couldn't. But well done. Yes. Uh, right. Um, We'll come to ours in a second. Obviously, okay. if you've just joined us, where have you been? If you've missed it, <laughs> don't worry, you can catch up and the audio version will be on uh, for you to download and listen on the way to Colchester, on the way to work, whatever you want to do. Uh, we'll put the audio version uh, on there for you later on tonight. This is the Mansfield Masters podcast. It's live on our Facebook page. It's just gone three minutes past seven on this Thursday evening. So far, we're in the middle of doing the uh, Ultimate Eleven, where... Nathan has given his vote for Liam Lawrence, and as you've just heard, Cam has done his vote for Matty Blair. Still to come, uh, I'll be campaigning for Louis Briscoe and Simon, who's replaced Mark in, in this week's lineup, uh, will be going for Gary Ford. Mick, on our comments on Facebook page, has, has said, had it been left winger, nobody will get close to Jimmy McCaffrey. Lawrence has to be the best right winger of recent years. Is he dad on a cruise at the minute? Yeah, he's in Spain. Uh, no, he's in Spain. 
So, so is Mark is on the cruise, isn't it? So yeah. they, in Spain, hope Spain's treating you well, Mick. And obviously, there's there's already one vote for Nathan in there. So hey, if it makes you feel any better. It's uh, 14 degrees here and it's freezing as well. So <laughs> hope you're enjoying your holiday. <laughs> That's it. There you go. Uh, right then, let's uh, let, let's move on. You've seen how it works <laughs> now, Simon. Are you confident that you can can give a pitch? No. Right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you've got a minute. Uh, so just give it all the I give it the best uh, uh, give best <laughs> shot it's basically why you want people to vote for, for Gary Ford uh, bearing in mind that none of us have seen him play so this <laughs> could be the best pitch in the world so there you go Don't, you, you're pitching to a wider audience here, you, here oh, we you, go. <laughs> you've essentially cornered the older market here yes, so this, like this. this is a big chance for you <laughs> I think if you get it right, I think that's it. We might have to substitute you for Mark in, all, in, all, in another week. So then, uh, maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see. Uh, right, so here we go. Uh, one minute, not a second more, okay. uh, for Gary Ford in okay. three, two, one, go. Right, guys, Gary Ford, you'd have loved him if you didn't see him play because he's um, a little bit like Alex MacDonald. Gets stuck in, not afraid to tackle, he not afraid to take players on, he ran down, he, he commanded the wing, um, he liked to score goals from 25 yards. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, he scored a streamer against Chesterfield uh, way back when at Saltergate. So that's how far back we're going, uh, at Saltergate. Um, his, cross, <coughs> his crossing was exactly like Lawrence's pinpoint, set Phil Stant up no many time and people like that. He was excellent on the ball. Control and pace was just incredible, and I can't think of anything else to say. So just please vote for Gary Ford. So you get with like nine seconds to spare as well. That's for Dylan. Right. Right. for David. If yeah. I can get through a minute here without having a coughing fit, then you know. I agree. I, 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 in my well, I know. Uh, in my will, I bequeath the podcast to you, Nathan. So if I die on this perch, it, it's your responsibility to carry it on. Oh, thank you. All right. Great. Okay. Uh, so uh, my vote is for Louis Briscoe. Uh, look, Cam will no doubt be keeping an eye on the time, but I've got the stuff. In fact, no, go on. I'll play by the rules if you want. There you go. I've got it. Okay. Well, yeah, this could be fun. Uh, so, uh, Cam, over to you. Uh, three. <laughs> that put me off. <laughs> three, two, one, go. Since Liam Lawrence, I think many people have argued that Mansfield Town haven't really had an out-and-out right winger. That was until David the Lonesworth Lonesworth Holdsworth signed Louis <laughs> Briscoe. Briscoe, who'd been a non-league player and nobody had ever heard of, slowly but surely won the hearts and minds of everything amber and blue. He ran up and down the right wing, he ran up and down the left wing, and he was also partial for expert goal as well. Briscoe belters, we used to call them. 40 yards, 50 yards, 10 yards, whatever yards, who cares? Briscoe would always swing his right boot to it and blast the ball into the top corner, left or right, and get us a goal. But most importantly, there was a day in Luton where he stepped up to take a penalty. Yes, he missed, but on the rebound, he bumbled it home and sent Mansfield Town to Wembley. Louis Briscoe, good for a goal and good for a space in the Mansfield Matters All-2011. Vote Briscoe! Wow. <laughs> what was that ending? <laughs> Let that focus there for a minute. There you go. Bang on. One minute. Yeah, but we all did it in under a minute. Yeah, but it was impassioned. Yeah, it took too long. 
Yeah, it took too long. Minus points. The rules of the game. Not our boys. Not our boys. This is my podcast. No, it's not mine. So it's ours. This is the rules of the game are clear. You get one minute, another second more to make your play. Whether you use all that minute or not is irrelevant. I chose to use it and use it to the full extent. All right. Well done, Craig. It was a tenth of a second over, but a tenth of a second doesn't care. You round it down. No one teach you maths. Moving on. Moving <laughs> on. So that comes, I've gone into a coffin fit. You've killed me. Uh, so that that concludes uh, the ultimate eleven. Nathan, your choice was Liam Lawrence. Cam, your choice was Matty Blair. Don't vote for Matty Blair because it's Cam's. Uh, Simon, your choice was Gary Ford. And my choice was Louis Briscoe. We'll put. He's the... related to Mark. Don't vote. Don't vote. Don't vote. Whoa, 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 whoa. Me not to be really. fair, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Vote yeah, yeah, Gary yet. Ford. <laughs> I mean to be fair Mark has have had every single choice he's made bar for the left back in the Ultimate Eleven so if you came in as replacement for Mark on the show and then got your vote in you're never coming back this gets very competitive <laughs> I mean you're just lucky you've not come in on a week where it's the Mount's for Matt's Mastermind Challenge because yeah, I think yeah, Nathan yeah. might punch you by now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get very competitive don't so you honest, I, I feel like um, Simon would probably kill me on that to be honest he's got that n- knowledge of the, the past that I don't know so yeah, I'm <laughs> well, I have, honestly, I haven't. Um, well, well, there you go. Uh, so, if you want to vote on the Mansfield Masters Ultimate Eleven, you can do so. We'll put the vote on Twitter later uh, in the week, along with the video, please, uh, as well, in case you missed any of it. Let's turn our attention back then to the question we set before we started the Ultimate Eleven. We're looking back on uh, September, and the club on their social media had, of course, uh, gone for Player of the Month. But I'm looking for the most improved player of the month. Nathan, you've had far too long to think no, about it. Yeah. Give me a player, one name. Oh, one. All right, no, all right. Because it's you. Because it's all right. You've said two. The player, the most improved player of the month. Who are you going to go for? <sighs> well, between two, but um, we're only picking one, are we? No, no. You can I pick. pick no, you, can, you can pick who okay, you want. Gonna... Just, yeah. It's, it's not a vote, this is just no, a, a, an well, open conversation. Yeah, well, it's, it's either Conrad Logan or Johnny Hunt. Oh, so, Johnny Hunt's a good shout, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, go for Carol. Well, I was going to say, well, obviously, Conrad, he. he, he uh, well, speaking of this, it's like my mate, don't I? Um, oh, Conrad, me and him go well. Oh, oh Conrad, yeah. <laughs> he had a, he, he's had a difficult start to the season. I think he got criticised criticised from, from everyone, including myself. I, For a long time, I was asking for him to be dropped, and then obviously, like we said earlier, the Wickham game turned it all around it wasn't just the fact that he was letting in some goals that he should have been saved it was more a communication issue and the fact that the defence didn't trust him but it seems like obviously Evans held, you know, had faith in him and looks like now the defence defenders have and I think that's partly down to one them having time to play with him and partly down to two getting a bit of confidence by saving some shots so they've got the confidence in him now to do his job so that's why I think him and second of all I'm going to say Johnny Hunt is the fact that out of all the signings we made over the summer, he was probably the one that people got the least excited about. Do you um, know what? That's a very fair point as yeah. well, because it was the conference tag, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, a left, left side left back's not probably <coughs> the most exciting either, just because just of the position. Um, but, and I think Mal Bennett, I would say he's a bit of a fan favourite, even though he hasn't had the best season last season, just because of those belters that uh, he has been scoring. He's been living off that for three seasons. Yeah, he has had to be honest. I think they're long gone now. But, um, I think I, I genuinely thought Malbeni would keep that place and he'd be there for cover. But to be fair to him, he's come in, taken uh, Mal's place, and he's uh, 
he's, he's in it to keep it at the moment and uh, I've, I've good on him really because he's done really well yeah a lot of people rated Johnny Hunt as well I mean there's, there's a reason why lots of league clubs were looking at him and he did so well in, in the conference and if you remember of course he played against Mansfield a number, a number of times and he's always been there and thereabouts but I think it, for him it's that thing isn't it you know when it, people forget that football is a human being sometimes and they have to you know work around families and, and things like that and you know and perhaps take that into consideration and I think that's why he stayed at Chester for a while that's why things didn't work out at Wrexham for him and, and things like that so fingers crossed he's getting settled at Mansfield he's getting a good run in the side he's a very capable player and you know I think Mal Benny's got a lot of work to do to, to get himself back in the side Cam you've had a couple of minutes to, to think about it who do you think has been your most improved player of the month I'm stuck between three <coughs> because you look at the two clear performances in August and they were shocking so that's Conrad Logan and David Murphy not the greatest of months but you know what tail end of August and throughout September other than the Cheltenham game and I think that one was just I think that applies for literally every single player yeah. that Cheltenham yeah. game was just would, can we just ignore it well it completely? happened because we were there and suddenly well, yeah, we yeah, 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 from memory <laughs> but but I'll never get over those looming diversions on the way <laughs> but anyway moving on but, um, <laughs> but you look uh, so Murphy and Logan but then you also look at Johnny Hunt and I think Johnny Hunt's made the step up from conference very well mm. adjusted to how league football is played compared to conference conference is very physical whereas league you've got to know when to play physical but also when to actually play football or not and I think he's managed to get that just right he knows when to play just get the ball clear when you need to play the ball out when you need to and just adjusting to the game really well uh, obviously David Murphy made a drop down this season uh, so did Conrad Logan but you'd say the, the, the defence didn't trust Logan at the start but now that he's pretty much guaranteed to get that number one shirt every week because he's just put in these great performances over September and you'd probably say Bobby Olesnik hasn't got much of a look in at the minute because of the performance that Murphy's creating and it's the same way as so you play Bobby Olesnik at centre half would you? no is that the reference he's just no, made? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you look at the players that you've got and you'd say Diamond hasn't got a chance with Murphy and Olesnik hasn't got a chance with Owen yeah. I knew what game. point you were trying to make I was yeah. just trying to be pedantic <laughs> but they haven't they haven't made the greatest start but they've come back into the game and they've proved why they're here and why they deserve a place as well so really impressed with how they've come out fantastic Simon I'd have to agree with David Murphy because we're starting the season in our Facebook comments as well, as well. it says Murphy as well yeah he, he came into the side and the crew game I know he scored a goal but everybody was weren't that in, um, impressed by him and then I think the turning point was the Luton game he, he had to come and play at the Luton game because we all know Luton's a massive club in League 2 and he needed to step up to the mark and he did exactly that and since then well for 80 minutes yeah. for, 80, yeah. for yeah. 80 minutes shall we say um He's pushed on. Imagine if football were only played over 18 minutes, would have been fantastic. Would have had another three points, <laughs> wouldn't we? I don't know, we scored a lot of late goals as well. No, so no, that's one. true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
No, it's a good but, point about about Murphy because I think you know, it, like, similar to Logan, I think he was very criticised for for the crew game and had a bit of a few dodgy performances. So yeah. he's coming. Him and Christian Pierce look a solid partnership. The partnership that they've got now, solid and like Cam says, I can't see Xander Diamond getting into team very quickly. Yeah, he's, should he's I say got a long way to come back after no, his injury, yeah, up, hasn't he? As yeah. Well. I think for me, I can't disagree with anything that's been said. I think Nathan, you pulled it out of the bag with Johnny Hunt. I think mm. a lot of people won't have, have recognised him. I'd written down on my notes Logan and Murphy. Yeah. Uh, so obviously that they were the two which I thought as well. But just thinking about it as well, I think one player who's perhaps been slightly underrated in the month has been Alex McDonald. Yeah. I yeah. think yeah. his performance against Lincoln especially... He absolutely ran himself into the ground, didn't he? I think it was terrific. And he's given us a little bit more... We'd been lacking it towards the end of the month with the two wingers. I mean, Anderson, I think, is a terrific terrific talent, friend of the show as well. Atkinson, a good talent as well. But I think it had gone a little bit stale for, for a while. And I think we'd lost a little bit of bite on that far side. And, you know, I think when McDonald came in, he added that little bit more... Zest about us. He's got that. He's got that passion to win the ball. And, <coughs> you know, he loses it. If he loses it, he, he tracks yeah, back yeah. and chases back, don't he? Mm. And in the past, that's somebody that we've lost. We've we've missed that sort of thing for people tracking back and tackling back. So I think <coughs> McDonald's a good acquisition, and I think he'll turn into a fan's favourite as well, if not will. already. I think yeah. he's getting there. Yeah. I, what I felt as well in the Notts County game. Um, Whenever he picked the ball up, we we was gonna do something with it. I, I sort of got a bit excited when he got it because I just felt like we were gonna go forward and and, and create a chance for it. And that's because he was just he was running at the players. He was really going for it. And I think, like you say, doing the he does the dirty work, but also uh, he, he's he's willing to go forward and actually challenge a player to go. You know, get get them to come and make a challenge on him. Yeah. Great spot by Steve Evans and his team. Let's talk about Steve Evans and of course, let's move on from that. I mean, we've been flirting around it and avoiding it perhaps all night, but there's a certain club whose stadium is named kind of after me, really. It's the Priestfield Stadium, uh, Gillingham. Uh, they've approached Steve Evans, uh, approached Mansfield for the services of Steve Evans. Radford's picked up the phone and gone, as about no, yeah. uh, and then uh, rebuffed the, the, the approach. But, uh, you know... Sniffing around him, it's un- it's not uncommon with Steve Evans, is it? Let's just why don't Gillingham just go away and let us concentrate with, with football? Are you worried he might go? Anyone worried he might go? Not at all. You look no. at the position that Gillingham are in in League One. They're not doing fantastic. They've not got a fantastic budget, and not trying to hint towards anything. But you'd probably say that Evans does like a big budget. You look at what he got at Crawley and what he got at Boston and what he got at Rotherham and what he's got here they're all pushing top end of the divisions that are in so are you trying to insinuate that Steve Evans like somewhere be, with a bit of money a bit of a drop down if we went to Gillingham yeah it'd be a high division but I, you'd probably say that <coughs> if you played a, a full strength Gillingham squad against a full strength art team that we've got <coughs> you'd probably say that we'd beat them with the the form that both teams are in at the minute. So yeah. would Evans want to go somewhere that he's not going to have yeah. the 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 flexibility that he's got here? And also, sorry Nathan, no, you go, you go. I was going to say, Andy's also commented um, last week um, that if we, well, when we're in and around the playoffs, pro- automatic promotion, he's already said that he already knows who he wants to bring in in January to 
to um, strengthen the squad. So he's already looking towards January already, and we're only in like October now. So he can't be thinking about leaving if he's already thinking about what's happening in January, who he wants to bring into Mansell Town to get us promoted. Nice. There's a few things that I want to touch on, really. One, Evans always wants to talk about his record and how he's done at other clubs and got promotion and stuff like that. Steve Evans, bingo. <laughs> yeah. If he, if he left now, it wouldn't necessarily look like, it, on his record, that he's actually done anything here. Uh, yes, we we've improved. We can see the improvements, but mm. um, to be honest, I think we'd improve under under Radford. I think they're the main key in it anyway. Um, obviously, he's done a lot bringing in the good quality players, but I think if he left now, it wouldn't necessarily look like a, a success on his CV. So that's one reason why I don't think he'd go to somebody like Gillingham. Maybe if there was someone in the Championship, he might do it, but not Gillingham. No offence if anyone from Gillingham is watching. That's good. I meant offence. Um, then there's also the fact that I think if he did go, <laughs> I've said I'm wanting to go, so I think he's a great manager, but would it be the end of the world? I still think we've got a cracking team, which obviously, yes, he's put together, but the Radfords are still going to back whoever's in charge. I still think that there's probably some good managers out there that could come in and do a good job. So that's not bad. And also, I think some of the, the main the main point is I think we're just going to get used to it because the other day he's going to be a sought after manager. It always has been the case wherever he's been. And we had it start season with Swindon and, and the likes of that. And so we're just going to get used to it. It's going to happen more and more times over the season, especially if we start to play well. And I just think we just not have to panic and just trust um, that. One, he's going to stay here and finish the job, and two, that the Radfords aren't going to let him go unless they get a lot of money for it. Final point on this, and I think the thing that frustrates me the most is obviously the brand Steve Evans. But what you've got to look at, I think the most disappointing thing for me is like you think, all right, Steve Evans has been approached by by Gillingham or whatever club it is. If he wants to go, then then fair enough. But it's not just Steve Evans that goes, is it? It's Paul Rayner. He'll probably yeah. take Lee Taylor with him. He'll probably take the goalkeeping coach with him. There's a whole team around him who adds so much to what is brand Steve Evans, but very rarely get recognised. And that's the thing that really annoys me is, you know, would Steve Evans go without Paul Rayner? No, he wouldn't, which that then leaves Mansfield in a bit of lumber because I think Paul Rayner would be very capable of carrying carrying the he job would, on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas when a manager sometimes leaves elsewhere, you know... You, Billy Dearden's for example let's think about years when Billy Dearden went to Notts County his assistant stepped up you know how many times do you see that at clubs the manager leaves but the assistant steps up it's very rare that some t- that assistants and managers move as a team you, you I'll say it's happened to us before obviously <coughs> David Osworth and the Don't late his name in Russell uh, <laughs> uh, Duncan Russell but uh, Osworth left <coughs> Russell stepped up, got us to Wembley. Cox got us from the conference, kept us in the league for a year, left. Morris stepped up, kept us in the league. And now, you wouldn't want to, either of them to go, Rayner uh, or Evans, but... I'd be more if, disappointed if, 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 if Rayner went yeah. and Evans... Yeah. And Evans because they make a fantastic team. They are the old school Clough and Taylor, really. Definitely, and... The, the the plays that they come up with and you and you're just looking at how they're talking to each other on the touchline him Taylor and Evans and they're not but sometimes to me it don't look like they've got a game plan no they just call it as they, they go, go along yeah, yeah yeah they go out and then from minute one to minute ninety they're shouting at the players all the while and moving them around and playing them in different positions and and telling them where to go 
it, I, I just wish sometimes they'd just say to them you know play like you play play like we do in training or like do what we've done in training and you know let them, let them sit back for like 10-20 minutes and just let Mansell play a bit of football to see how it goes and then if it's not working then come out at technical area and then shout the instructions but from at times at minute one it can be kind of distracting for a player that's what costs us games in, in place I mean we said it against last week on the podcast I think when we were looking at the, the, the Cambridge win from minute one they were sort of on them and it was it was quite confusing it was the same at Cheltenham away and, you know I think that's what, what costs a little bit so I, I think we we're all probably in agreement on, on that yeah. a little bit aren't we yeah uh, let's move on then and just take a little look at um, some of the other news uh, this week very briefly before we look at uh, the upcoming month and the upcoming fixture on Saturday and round things up for this week. Uh, midweek fixtures, obviously, uh, everybody knew about the Ringwood Miners Welfare game on, on Tuesday night. A nice 2 0 win for the Stags in that one. Leanne Goll and Jacob Mellis on the score sheet in the first half. Eight first teamers, if you include Lewis Collins, which I do uh, in that as well. He had a good game at right back out of position, actually. Um, but also, earlier in that day, um, the other members of, of the first team squad uh, went behind closed doors to Sheffield Wednesday. Nathan, you've got a bit of a rant. So <laughs> oh, yeah, rant away. I love this. When <laughs> I think you agree with me as well, don't you? But I know it's great having these behind closed doors, and obviously they have to they have to happen. But please, <coughs> will somebody just give us a little match report or something? At least let us know the score. Just something afterwards to let us know how, how who, got what on. the score was and who played. Yeah, that's all I want to know. <laughs> well, I'd, well, I'd like a little bit more of just that as well. I'd like to know just a small match report, a brief outline of. Something that you know what happened, who scored, and how they scored. That's all I want to know. That's, that's all. Is that too much to ask? I mean, come on. It's, I mean, I get the purpose of behind closed doors, but you know, you don't need to tell us that these in the game. It's laughter. What about just a little thing saying, "Oh yeah, we played Chef Wednesday earlier, and a behind closed doors game." Uh, these uh, Danny Rose played. He scored four. Uh, <laughs> Paul Anderson played in goal, saved two penalties. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, it, it, it's you know just a little bit of something. Just I think a bit. I we like to, we just like to be involved, don't yeah. we? We like yeah. to know. We don't like secrets, and especially yeah. when it, this is another point actually uh, to bring it back more in more seriousness. Like for example, I expected Paul Digby to be a part on Tuesday night at Rainworth. As far as I know, he's not injured. As far as I know, he's not ill, so he's just part of the side. My question was, why didn't he play at Rainworth? Is it because he played at Sheffield Wednesday? Probably so. Mm. Tell us about it and stop yeah. these rumours of, oh, there's been a fallout. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It just, I think that would help a little bit to maybe take a bit away of that negativity. So, there you go. Yeah. Small rant, but... Yeah, oh, yeah. Everybody loves a rant. If you love your rants, make sure you're here next Thursday, 6.30, for the Mansfield Matters podcast. Are your last one or are you away next week? Um, uh, I'll be here for next week then. Oh, he's here next week, then he's off for two weeks. So it's Nathan, the last chance you'll get to see Nathan Rant uh, for a couple of weeks. So make sure you tune into this Facebook page uh, next Tuesday at uh, 6.30 next on this Tuesday. Facebook page. Uh, right, and if you've missed any of it tonight, Tuesday. number one, where have you been? 6.30 Tuesday. Next Tuesday. <laughs> That's only Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> next Thursday. Next Thursday. Next Thursday. <laughs> 6.30 live on the Natural Matters Facebook page. Yeah, come on. He's, Take care of the car. He's yeah. lost it, Annie. All right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way you want to be. No, there, Right, sorted. Right, then, so if you uh, like the show this week, then don't forget we are live next week, uh, 6.30. Just uh, this, I wonder Thursday. where he's going to go with this. Carry on, it's fine. Well, yeah, uh, 
So yeah, if you're going down to Ch- uh, Cheltenham, oh, going down, get him off this. <laughs> Bring back Craig all his Can I at least finish what I was going to say? No, you can't. Let's get a prof presenter back. Yeah. You had a chance. Fairly one of them, I'll do it. Uh, (laughs) So let's move on from obviously talking about uh, everything that happened uh, in midweek, those friendlies, and and Nathan's rant. 6.30 Thursday, facebook.com forward slash MCFC matters if you want to watch it live. Don't worry if you've missed it, the video will be on there to catch up again, and the audio version afterwards as well. I mean, come on, not everybody wants to look at these four beautiful faces today. <laughs> so, well one beautiful well, face and um, three yeah, ugly mugs but you. there you go <laughs> right I'll let you pay me later for that mate, yeah? yeah cheers <laughs> okay uh, let's take a quick look at October early we were talking about September and where we thought we'd be so let's do the same again October some tough fixtures coming up obviously starting with <coughs> Colchester away we'll come on to that in a bit more detail in a minute but this month Colchester Swindon Barnet on a Tuesday night followed by Newport on a Saturday <laughs> Long legs that day. Notts uh, County in the Checker Trade Trophy, followed by Exeter as well. A very, very tough month on paper. We'll start with you, Simon. Oh. <laughs> um, that, <coughs> I think we'll do all right because we, Mansfield, tend to do well against the top teams. So, Colchester, Swindon, we'll probably, we might struggle a little bit at Barnet, but I will take a draw down there. Uh, Newport, Newport are doing quite well as well. They're, they're kind of near the for the, t- moment, aren't they, yeah. for the moment, are they? Um, uh, Notch County and the Checker Trade, we're not bothered about that, to be honest. So I would that, say. Yeah. But, you know, if we lose Nobody there, ever agrees no, with me on that topic. It's, it's, I love it's, no, about that. It, it's, it's no great shame if we lose there, is it, really? Is it? We've proved in the past we don't need to win every game to make it through. So Exactly. There we go. We need to win this one next. Oh, yeah, we, need to, third, we need to win these next two. But we'll be talking about that in a couple of weeks' time. Anyway, yes. uh, <laughs> let's just continue with that. I think, for me, the toughest week of all is that week in the middle, which obviously starts you know, in a couple of weeks' time when we've got Barnet on a Tuesday night away, yeah. followed by Newport away on the Saturday. That's a very tough week on the legs, isn't it, Nath? Yeah, I'd agree. Um, and I think what we're going to what's going to be interesting as well is to see how we uh, how we show up at some of these games. I think the games that we've shown up at recently have been the local derbies: Grimsby, um, Lincoln, and Notts County. That's the games where we've properly, I say, or on Luton where we've proper shown up. There's not many local derbies. I mean, Swindon will probably be a tasty game in there. Mm. But apart from that. They're not really attractive fixtures, I'd, I would say, where you're going to look at where the players are going to think, oh, yeah, we're going to have to really get stuck in this one. So it depends on how the attitude is going to be for this one, I think. You know, I say it's going to be some tired legs, long, long away trips. They've got to go in there and they've got to be hungry to win, otherwise, we are going to, you're going to get rolled over. Yeah, certainly so. I think let's move our attention now to, to Colchester on Saturday. Tough place to go, as we said in the connection question earlier. Mansfield hadn't beaten them since uh, 2002 so a bit of a bogey side a little bit there. I know we've missed them in terms of being in different leagues and what have you but got to go there and we've got to continue the hard work from Saturday as and we can't be doing this up and down graph thing now it's all about getting three bags of coal on board isn't it I'll come to camp De- definitely <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that but yeah you look at uh, Colchester games uh, last season obviously we lost uh, the Tuesday night game away at their place drew 0-0 at our place was it 0-0? was it 1-1? I think it was 0-0 yeah I think so uh, we've got a thing of drawing 0-0 at home don't ask me about last season last season's irrelevant to me because mm. I only saw three games so no. through, through work not through not wanting to go but obviously Karen part time supporters I know. Away, <laughs> <isn't it>? <laughs> <laughs> well no you, 
you will probably say it's a bit of a bogey side but uh, we do need to get the performance out there and I think the team that we've got this season a bit more together than what we've had in the last few seasons I think the last few seasons we've been a bit here and there mismatched if we've got a player injured then somebody just covers that position we've not got anyone that can cover specific (laughs) positions and I think hopefully we can get a decent result out of this because we're at Colchester in the league they are 16th at the moment they've not had the best start can we capitalise on that I'd hope we can but we said this about Cheltenham but we absolutely <laughs> fluffed it if we play like we did against Notts County oh, yeah, there's no look, reason why not you'd probably say for that whole 90 minute, whole 94 minutes we actually did play as a team we played well and you can't really say that we did took anything bad about out, out from the Notts County game prediction time <clears throat> Nathan what would you A be happy with and B what do you think is going to happen Um I'd be happy with a 1-0 win and I think we're going to get a 1-0 win. <laughs> Alright, yeah. fair play, Cam. Uh, I'm going to go 1-0 as well. Right, fair enough. Yeah. I'm going to sit on the fence and say 1-0. Ooh, 1-0 away from home. I'd take, well, I'd take a 1-0 away from home mm. to be fair. Yeah. But purely on the, the basis that that would then, in our fixtures of uh, results, read uh, lost, one drawn... I think we need to show a bit more consistency than that. Okay, and I want to. I want to say <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, my opinion, I think we need to go there and win. I think, obviously, you know, we're probably missing a few players. Hayden White may be back to full fitness, but I think Paul Anderson did a good enough keep job him, yeah, to keep excellent. him there. Yeah, um, he was absolutely excellent. Um, I think the only thing for me is I think we need to. Obviously, I don't think Alfie Potter is going to be fit enough to to make it maybe stick Atkinson back out wide bring in maybe you know Mellis in the centre of the park or Digby if he's around I don't see what this this horribleness with Digby is uh, at all that man crush no it's not even that I think it's just he's one of those players who people judge for, for not playing a certain part of the game but he's not there to play that sort of game do you know what I mean for me he's there to just win tackles and break things up or like to bring this back up again Start this up on social media. Bring back Maguire. Yeah, yeah, bring back Maguire. <laughs> I, I, one week we are going to have a serious discussion about this because I'm very impassioned about this. <laughs> we are missing this season a Jamie Maguire. Let's yeah. not talk about it now, but we'll talk about it in another week. Let's bring back Maguire. Back to the result. <laughs> 2-1 win for me, Saturday. be nice to keep a clean sheet, but I don't think we will. 2-1 win. Bring the three bags of coal home and put that ghost uh, to rest. Uh, right then, um, let's wrap up the features before we do something a little bit different to, to end on uh, this week. Cam, you've been tweeting away for us all night. Thank you very much uh, for that, but I'll take my I, I want to do one last parting tweet. Uh, I don't know whether I trust him. Do you? Nathan, well, you yeah, trust keep, him? Keep, no, keep going and I'll I'm intrigued to see what he's going to put, so let's carry on. All right, fair enough. Um, obviously, we've been talking about uh, loads of things tonight. Uh a couple of tweets which I want to draw your attention to uh, tonight. Obviously, we were talking about the Ultimate Eleven earlier. You can cash your vote on Twitter later in the week on that. And Cam, your choice was... Do I have to say? Yes. <laughs> uh, Matthew Blair. And uh, 33 seconds after you tweeted that, uh, Chris Holmes on Twitter became my new favourite person uh, by shooting you down saying, Matty Blair, is that a joke? He's my <laughs> new favourite person. Uh, and also Rude. a response... <laughs> also, uh, in response to that as well, uh, Matthew Corton said, Blair was good when he played, uh, but don't believe he played long enough to be included. Um, would have to say, 
We'll have to say it was Lawrence all day long. Uh, Briscoe was inconsistent, wasn't around when Gary Ford played and Blair didn't play enough. Fair oh, enough. Got this one in the back. Uh, Come on, boys. Yeah. I think you probably have, to be fair, this Fingers week. Uh, we'll put that on later in the week, so keep an eye on our Twitter. If you're not following us already, go and do so. We're at MTFC Matters on there. Plug for your own Twitters now if you want, Nathan, obviously, if you want to plug for yours. You yeah, I blog in there as well, isn't he? Yeah. No, I'll leave that. Yeah, at Nathan's94, I'll be on there promoting Liam Lawrence. Don't worry. Cam? Do you want people to follow uh, yeah, you? Yeah, at Cam Felton. I could. Is it at Cam Felton or at Cam underscore Felton? Do you I even know you're on Twitter? No. Shocking. Hang on, I'll, I'll find it. <laughs> he doesn't even know you're on <laughs> no, Twitter. No, for that, I'm not. Cam, Cam underscore Felton. Twitter? I'm sacked already because I ain't got Twitter. Oh. Yeah, he doesn't have Twitter, you see? Oh, at Cam underscore Felton. Oh, there you go. I can't it. believe you didn't know your own I'd Twitter t- handle. Or for the best tweets around, at Craig Priest 14. Uh, right then, um, just to finish on as well, obviously we asked earlier on the um, connection question. The Stags last beat Colchester in November 2002, 4-2 at uh, Field Mill. But which Stags striker bagged all four goals? Nathan, you th- did you think you knew? I said I was going to take a guess. Cam, you didn't know, did you? It was no. before the time. Simon, you were pretty convinced that you knew who it was. On Twitter, we've had a couple of answers on there as well. Uh, Brian on Twitter says was it Steve Whitehall uh, Brian also says on there as well a different Brian this one uh, his first name was Steve I think struggling to remember the surname uh, and Scott Williamson uh, said uh, Eisden Christie which one out of the two would you have gone for there Eisden Christie is it because you've seen it on my <laughs> no, paper no because I remember it quite well because yeah. he turned up <laughs> he turned up 10 minutes before <laughs> kick off and he was straight in the team and he went and scored four goals. It um, was indeed uh, Eisden Christie. Now, uh, that pretty much wraps it up uh, for this week on the Mats for Matters podcast. Episode number 10 uh, as well. So thank you very much for joining us. Ironic as we enter October as well, of course, the uh, 10th month of the year. So maybe we'll call it uh, Terrific 10 or something like that. We always come up with a stupid name <laughs> yeah. uh, after that. But before we end, obviously, as we revealed at the start of the show, uh, Simon, you are in a, re- in a way related to Mark. You have replaced Mark on, on this week's show because you're going to be his brother-in-law when you obviously get married to his yeah, sister yeah. Um, but you were telling us sort of off the podcast about Mark's history with Stags now wh- how old was Mark when you when you first met him uh, how, I mean, this this is a test on your relationship now he's trying to think how long have you been with his sister really 17, 18 okay uh, so he's 20 something 21 21 now yeah. so I'm not going to do about this, four years about four years yeah. or so that's fine uh, but when you first met Mark he wasn't a Stags fan, was he? Sorry, Mark. We're not. This is a great question. <laughs> this is great. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> That's not what he said before this, by the way. Uh, go on. He was a Man United fan. Die hard as well, wasn't he? Uh, pretty much, yeah. So was it your the influence devil. that got him to go and watch Mansfield? Or? Pretty, I think so, yeah. I think because we talked about football a lot and Mansfield, it got him into coming to Mansfield and getting him on board. And He just enjoys coming, to be honest. He enjoys, well, he goes to most games, to be honest, he goes away as well. So, I don't know if you've noticed the Mansfield Town Facebook that when it's in the crowd, it's always Mark that's, yeah. that's on the that's pictures. Mainly <laughs> that's mainly because he hands around near, near me and Cam. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> James Williamson, the photographer, the Chad seems to like taking photos of me. Weird guy. Although, for Chad, my photo ended up being the. The main cover fo- photo, so it was like, yeah, that was. Well, it changes the goods arrest in it. We've got page, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's my mugshot. Right. Yeah, we've got Chris Holloway. So on pictures we've got, it's always me looking like dead nervous, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> top guy as well. Chris or Holloway. one looking one way, and the other fans looking the other. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
so good fun. I always love, love looking at for, for people you can spot in the crowd but obviously so we've discovered on, on this episode episode 10 of the podcast obviously uh, the first one that, that Mark's missed as well or, or serious because he's, he's aware of his holiday uh, that Mark to start off with wasn't actually a Mansfield Town fan his dad his dad to be fair his dad is a massive Mansfield Town fan and he used to go and watch them day in day out but um work matters and things like that of course yeah. took him away and things like that so I think he just got into football and then um, and he, he made the right came. decision in the end is what we're looking for well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is all good fun but we're sticking with the pink yeah yeah for, for pink cravat pink top hat fantastic uh, we look forward uh, to seeing that as well uh, enjoyed your, your evening yes fantastic would yeah. you obviously come on again and, and be a guest on the podcast most definitely we'll see you next Thursday at half past six on the Facebook page yeah, then as uh, it's away for another, for, for, for another week as well and maybe you know maybe we can get you to, to sit in chair number four I mean Nathan's the Louis Walsh of the panel at the moment sat on the, the, the book end of the because he's, he's away he's really Sharon Osborne yes thank <laughs> you Simon Carl I'm happy with that because he's the boss with all the money which means you're Nicole Scherzinger Hello. okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, well thank you very much for your company gentlemen thank you uh, very much uh, for uh, watching and listening and, and getting involved uh, in the podcast uh, as well we'll be back same time next week which is Thursday 6.30 on facebook.com forward slash MCFC Matters. My thanks, as always, uh, to Nathan Edge. Nathan, you gave the tier rating uh, last week of four out of five. Has it improved this week? Well, you managed to get some uh, shortbread millionaire, so it's up to 4.5. 4.5? Yeah. Well, I said uh, those niece biscuits, didn't I? They're not here, so... That's a very good point. I did forget about that. Yeah, some 4.5. need some nice niece biscuits. Yeah, some nice niece and on that horrible call, <laughs> it's time to say goodnight. Thank you very much for getting involved. Make sure you log on to our website uh, across the rest of the weekend as well. mtfcmatters.co.uk where you'll find, uh, obviously, the podcast to listen again or watch again if that's what you want to do. Or, obviously, preview blogs tomorrow night. And, of course, on Sunday, you'll see blogs from the game as well. And I can actually exclusively reveal that Cam has actually written his first blog post. I wrote a blog post. All right, I'll give you the backstory. I was sat at Nottingham Arena waiting for the ice hockey. And I thought, you know what, I've got some time to kill. So I got myself a cup of tea. And I just sat there and wrote about... Oh, which games was it? Maybe I'm... No! I, it, I, wrote, <laughs> I wrote about, I think it was Cambridge, Cheltenham and Notts County and I just wrote what I can remember from the games what I thought about the games and <coughs> I just thought you know what I'll have a go at this and I'll probably have a try and have a go at something from on the way back from Colchester I've given him a few pointers and well. he will have a regular blog on our website mtfcmatters.co.uk well, in, in the coming weeks you ever turned your hand to writing Simon or, or, uh, yeah sometimes maybe give it a go maybe, yeah, 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 yeah. Well. maybe give it a go Nate you were going you were to say before I jumped in about Cam's writing next oh, I was going to say better late than never because he did say he was going to do it many weeks back so yeah, he should have got around to it there you go well he got there in I the did one. three in one what do you want well, one, one straight after the game please. well there you go uh, we'll put everything on there as well so mtfcmatters.co.uk if you want to check out all of those as well uh, but for now uh, make sure you interact on that website on our Facebook page facebook.com forward slash mtfcmatters twitter at mtfcmatters get out uh, Blair Gary Ford if anybody knows him <laughs> or if you want to vote for the real winner vote for him <coughs> was for, which was of course Louis Briscoe I did momentarily forget as well <laughs> uh, there you go uh, of course this is the show for the fans by the fans why 
because Mansfield matters. Until next week, enjoy the trip to Colchester and we shall see you next Thursday at 6.30. From me, uh, from Simon, from Cam and from Nathan, goodbye and good night. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.